0: Seven O two food feature
1: food feature time. We are talking Hotel Sky and a fantastic menu that they have. And uh, we are joined in studio not by one guest but by two. We've got the head chef at Hotel Sky, Chef Genghis, who joins us, but we also have the head of food and beverages, or the manager rather, as well at Hotel Sky. That is Terence you Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming through to the show.
0: Good
1: afternoon. Thank you for having us. Chef, now I'm so delighted to be able to tell all of the listeners that um, you developed a little menu just for us today. You did like a whole thing thing. We had three courses. Of course, I didn't finish mine because I would not be able to speak, but I look forward to enjoying The rest of that meal today But I want to, you know, before we start chatting about the food that you you put together for today I want to find out just about your journey with food and how you got into the space
2: I'm going to try and make the shortest possible because it's been a long journey You you Um, don't have to
1: make it too short, we still got some time together So I come from a family of chefs Oh um, nice
2: Ten of us and actually six of, of
1: you Yes, and
2: six of us turned out to be chefs Wow. being my dad, my mom, my brothers and so we've always had this chefing thing at home even. Yes. Um when I went to chef-in school
1: So even when you made porridge for your toddlers like a competition. I'm telling you
2: we get we get
1: we get told every time we have a
2: family gathering that you bought that from Olis. You yes. bought that from Olis.
1: <laughs> did did you make your pastry from scratch? <laughs> yeah. So so it's been a it's been a com-
2: a fun competition, like it's always been we've had poiki competitions together and I never wow. realised that I had the love for food, like, you know, I'd come home from church and I was in the kitchen cleaning and then I loved cooking Sunday lunch, but I said I'm never going to be a chef like I never saw Really? That. And I tried a few different things and I started working and I went in the kitchen, and I went out the kitchen, and then I was like, no, no, kitchen is for me. Like, oh, wow. That's where I want to be. And then in 2009, when we had Confederations Cup, I entered a competition through house and home, and mm. I won the competition to go and study mm. with Capsicum. I won a bursary for 95000 and I had to go and wow. cook. It was, yes. I had to enter recipes. I had to it was full-on sweat there, and I, that day was hectic. And then I studied. I uh, got to work. Best time to go and study was 2010 because then we had the World Cup. Yes. And with being the World Cup, we got Capsicum got to go work with um, the guys that came to cook for all the VIPs and all the suites. Yes. We cooked for over 360,000 people just wow. in Johannesburg, and just being part as a student, but being part of that whole experience was mm. amazing. And after that studying, I then went to different hotels. Uh, went my first hotel was At Protea Wanderers. And then I worked for the Wondrous Club, also mm. amazing experience. We do 2000 covers in a day from breakfast to dinner, mm. running around, ordering, and it, it was amazing experience. And then I got my first executive chef position, and now I'm at my eighth property being an exec chef wow at the end of the year i'll be marking 10 years of being in this position
1: your your family must just be so proud of you or are the are they like where's your michelin star i'm telling you they
2: (laughs) are you know my my dad is late now but Mm. every time i got a new challenge or got something more he'd cry over the phone Mm. being so proud and he was always the one that i would phone for advice like Okay daddy I don't know what to do with this And you mm. could tell me exactly what to do
1: And I, I don't know sometimes If you come from a family that does what you do um, If it's a good thing or a bad thing Because it can have its pros and cons Definitely
2: um, But I
1: think I had more of the,
2: the pros Because when I got to college I'm not saying I knew everything But I was teaching the lecture thing or two. Oh
1: <laughs> yes I love it I love it <laughs> okay. And that was from dad teaching me all the time When you were growing up what was the the cuisine that you were drawn to because if you come from a home of chefs in my mind you weren't just like restricted to home cooked of your own culture You were constantly trying different things It's not like there's a dad who's like He, he wants seven colours every, fr- every Sunday
2: Absolutely Like on Christmas We wouldn't have just a normal Christmas We'd have, my dad would theme it We'd have an Argentinian braai Or oh. we'd have a, a Chinese Christmas And well, my dad was Chinese And my mom's college, But we wouldn't, it wouldn't just be Okay, we have to have the same thing, seven colours Is
1: that where the gengi comes from? Yes Oh, because I was actually wondering where the surname is from Mike, okay, that is very, very interesting And I think you're possibly giving some families some ideas About theming their Christmases And not doing the same old, same old We also never waited for Sunday to have seven colours If we felt like having it
2: on a Wednesday We had it on a Wednesday
1: Yes, yes, I absolutely love that Okay, and I mean, um, um, just in terms of the education part of, of, the, of the, the cooking journey and, and we have this conversation quite often on the food feature with different chefs. What did it bring to your skill set that you did not already have? Because some might say how? If you already were from a family of chefs, why did you need to go to school? Look, it definitely,
2: the paper side of it and the theory of it did help a lot. Um, and the, the cuisines and stuff that I never totally knew. Like, there's things that my dad, we were so much kids. So mm. we knew who cooked rice, mm. we knew who cooked this. Everybody well, Dad had like being
1: Asian obviously did the rice. <laughs> I'm assuming, I mean.
2: <laughs> so so it was, I definitely learned a lot. Like, yes. I, I, I never knew soft boiled eggs, hard boiled eggs. I knew how to do with my ice clothes. But when I got to school, I was oh, you actually can put minutes to this, and then it also works. Like, yes. so I did definitely learn the theory part, the costing, um, how important it is, and also where you're running your business, how to run your business, um, what is the demand, how to do the research before you say, oh, I want to be a chef, I want to open up a shop here. Do they actually want that there? You know, mm. So that I learned a must. And then, like I said, working, studying through 2010 was just a blessing. Seeing a ton of potatoes in front of you and you had to fry it in pots and pans with spades was basically yes. our spoons.
1: Wow, wow. And I mean, it, it um, that type of experience becomes invaluable. Um, but I'm sure you appreciate catering to a smaller crowd um, as a chef because volumes... Mean you have to think about how you're storing the food, keeping it hot. When do you, you know, when do you start cooking the potatoes? When do you start doing the fillets? If you want it medium well and there's, you know, 200 fillets that need to go out at the same time. Um, does school help you with those things or do some of those things you have to sort of learn as you go along? I would
2: say the experience going into the field. Mm. Um, definitely the bigger numbers like going to. Cook for 2,000 people in a day. You learn how to strategize. You learn... I remember doing a function for 400 people and one of their starters was uh, salad with tomato and it was my first one that I had to order.
1: As and in salad with tomato where the salad can go soggy if you put the tomato too no, soon? not even that.
2: So I calculated that the box of tomatoes, this is how much boxes I needed. And yes. And I got to the last 100 plates and there's no tomato. Ah ah, 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 And you learn how to work with it. Yes. Um, I've done a function where... Normally, when you have functions, especially nobody goes really m- too much for the fish, mm. so I didn't. And I was, as, I was is, d-
1: is that because it maybe help educate us because fish can be sensitive when, when you're cooking at mass production, as in it's easier for people to get food poisoning? No, is no. that the reason?
2: Our South Africans love red meat,
1: <laughs> that we do, <laughs> that we do, <laughs> and but on this particular function.
2: They went for the fish. Mm. And I was out in the bushes. There's no tell, There was no nothing to help me. And I remember running up and down and I went to the fridge and I found a different type of fish. And, I, and I said, now we're doing a duo. Mm. And that's how we fix it. And the client came back and said, for the next function we come in in three months' time, I want exactly the same. Oh, excellent.
1: wow. So it was like the perfect accident that took place.
2: So that's when you learn. And that's how you learn how to fix things and deal with, with stuff under pressure.
1: Are there some foods for those that are listening you know because many of us end up having to be chefs at home that you would say, "Don't cook this thing for a funeral or a wedding at home or family gathering because it's problematic for me, I generally don't do cream spinach if the food has to travel like that for me, I don't touch it, or anything with cream i i yeah what are the, what are the things that you would say? I'm um, definitely cream spinach. <laughs> Is one of them. It's, like, it's I see, so sensitive I see with lots of people heat.
2: trying to bring it out to the freezer, and yeah. like, I got left over this, and I'm like, mm mm. <laughs> I'm not, not going that. there. Look, it also just depends in on, you need to understand that lots of people don't understand that when you reheat food, especially if you already cooked it and it's not fresh, you need to reheat it to the right temperature. And lots of people say, no, I don't like my food hot, but the heat kills the bacteria.
1: Do you do you cook it? Yes. So you umper cook some yes. foods before you put them out, yes. so then when the heat, then the um, serving dishes and the heat is on, it actually finishes it off. And it needs to be fast
2: because in the the smaller temperatures, the, the your forties, your thirties, the bacteria is growing much faster.
1: My goodness. So it needs
2: to go fast. You can't think, oh, let me put it in the sun and let it heat up. Yes, what? it will heat up eventually, but then it will probably be fraught by the time it's eaten up.
1: My goodness. This is so fascinating uh, to learn. So Terence, from your side, I mean, what is the role of a food and beverages manager when there's a chef? Are you the one who's like, you ordered three too many eggs? No, definitely.
0: Look, uh, the food and beverage manager role is basically running the business from a financial, strategic, project management aspect. I'm surprised you guys
1: get along so well. Because in my (laughs) mind, it's like in our industry, the creative always has these ideas which usually are expensive and then the managers to come and say, you need to cut it down.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. (laughs) And I suppose, you know, that's where that love-hate relationship. That is never, ever hate in the relationship. But that's where it's about. We also have to consider our guests. You know, We're in an area that's very competitive. There's a lot of competitors around us. As at Hotel Sky, we're actually bridging the gap between your old-fashioned corporate hotels, of which there's so many of, and then actually a leisure destination. Mm. So we want to stand out from the rest. And the way we are doing that is obviously with our food and all the entertainment and our service that we've got going on in the hotel. So thereby, we really would want to wow and impress everyone that walks through the doors. And, you know, by having fantastic food offerings that we don't have anywhere else on the streets, Yes. That is definitely something we can achieve.
1: Where and how? I mean, you spoke about it being very competitive. You're just down the road from us in the heart of Santon where I'm sure in that little, in this square mile or uh, whatever, kilometer, there are a million restaurants that are doing something similar. So how do you stand out? What do you do from from your side? And then from, your, from the food perspective, what are you doing that's different?
0: Well, it ties back to... You know, just having fantastic service, amazing food, and also we have to be sensitive about the fact that after COVID, everyone is a bit more conscious about their budget. Yes. So not everyone wants to go and spend, you know, half their salary in two nights' time. But, you know, when those type of people come through to the restaurants or to the hotel in general, we really, really, really appreciate them experiencing the service, the offering. All of the entertainment and I mean even if you walk into the hotel it's completely different than just a corporate you know stuff hotel mm. with suits and ties and everywhere it's a whole afro chic infused with vegas theme yes. you know it's palm leaves everywhere it's gold everywhere it's crystals everywhere so you bring that whole fancy chic but then also considering you know every type of clientele lsm that walks through the doors
1: i actually um stayed at your your cape town branch of hotel sky and every day, you know, you go and have dinner upstairs. And it was such a beautiful, like the food was so, so, so good. And um I really just love the level of cuisine that you are at. And like what you say, you want to take into consideration um, the kind of budgets that people are working with. Um, Chef, do you ever... Think about the cocktails Do you taste the cocktails And sort of say Guys this is not going to work With my food Like how involved Do you get in yes. that department
2: so At hotels, I, allowed? I just go get my boss To sign Boss I'm doing a wine tasting <laughs> Today and then I'm okay yes. And I did Just the other day We had a wine tasting To make sure that's things go right we work together if we don't work together it doesn't yes. work <laughs> yes
1: yes yes because you guys have some of the most delicious cocktails mm-hmm. um for i'm currently in the I'm um, i'm usually a gin girl so i usually go with those flavors i'm currently like a passion fruit passion fruity summer vodka Vibe, strawberry, tropical That's the direction I'm headed at Let's quickly talk about the menu um, Of what you served us today So for starters we had a tomato tart Talk to us about that Tomato art,
2: so what I did there was a stuffed beef tomato mm-hmm. It's more put in art on the plate. It's One of my dishes that <coughs> I've always played around with and always elevated And not It hasn't been on any of my menus So this time I'm putting it on this menu I thought yes, yes, Kyle And it's a it, perfect place for it
1: I have to be honest, I'm not a tomato person, and I usually just will remove it. You made an entire dish out of tomato, and something in me said, I want to taste this one. It was so much sweeter than I thought it would be. The flavors with um, the, the three cheeses, it was so, so, um, just really, really beautiful, um, the way that you, you, you presented that dish. And then for ma- mains, which um, I'm coming back for more, oh, the lamb. Please talk to us about that dish. So beautiful. So the main course was a deep deboned lamb shoulder. Where the bones? You know, some of us enjoy we just wanna sit with the you must bring the bones here <laughs> and we will enjoy there's always that meat left on the bones.
2: Definitely. um, We eat it in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) We save the best for the chefs. (laughs) So, yes, that was a roasted lamb with a Moroccan spiced um, couscous, pickled slaw, herb, baby vegetables, and a light, creamy mint dressing.
1: And that is got, it does definitely have those... It's got the Moroccan energy, just in the vibes. Just in terms of, of course, having the the mint dressing, that you're pairing it and 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 lamb. I mean, the way that you've prepared it, it's it had some crispy pe- pieces, some tender pieces as well. And who doesn't love a good couscous? I was very surprised by the pickled slaw. It was That's trying the to Asian. The Asian persuasion Asian coming in. <laughs> Listen, that was really, really good. Cause those flavors, they just sort of go together. And because lamb can be a bit of a fatty cut of meat, it just cuts through all of that fat beautifully, um, with that slow coming in. And then this dessert. So I'm going to, uh, guys, I didn't taste it because I don't want anyone to be around bothering me <laughs> when I taste it. But, um, in the restaurant, you flambé it. You couldn't flambe it here, but it means we all just have to come through and Definitely. watch the whole experience. But talk to us about the dessert. So this is a chocolate dome infused,
2: stuffed with an infused coffee cream, mascarpone, shortbread, biscuits, berry meringue, and flambeed, obviously with brandy. Mm,
1: mm. Mm, mm, listen, listen, summer bodies are just not made, full stop. <laughs> you know, summer bodies are not made for sure. <laughs> this is the summer body you're getting. Just We're just accepting this is the summer body that you're getting. What are some of the other dishes that uh, people can come in and enjoy? And maybe let's think, um, um, uh, you, our starter was vegetarian, but I'm just thinking about how you cater to lots of different palates. So there is
2: a big variety, and at the moment, I don't want to talk too much about that menu because I am the new chef on the block. And I'm going to be changing the menu.
1: Tell us what you have in mind.
2: I've got a lot in mind. I've got, for conferencing, for instance, come and do masterclasses with the chef. But when I say masterclasses with the chef, I'll be popping out the bottle of wine, a little DJ Mm. on the side, and the chef will be getting down (laughs) to...
1: Terence is busy counting numbers in his head. He's like, okay, this is sounding.
2: <laughs> no, we didn't discuss
1: this one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so when I walked into the to the hotel, and as that hotel is just beautiful, we have, yes. we have four outlets. And,
1: and it's like just what so you said, It's not the Vegas thing. And everybody knows if you want good food, some of the best restaurants in the world are in Vegas. So you think about that energy, and it's here in Santon. Are you going to be adding pork belly to the menu? We have it on the menu already, I mean, but we will
2: be changing it a little bit.
1: Adding more Asian food it'll be more gingery more Sticky. Mm. no guys it's a friday it's a friday so when will when can we expect the new menu to be fully um launched with you as the executive head chef? and I know that these things usually are a process you're going to workshop you're going to test it out before you 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 bring it through to everybody
2: look we're looking I'm looking at trying my best to get it by the middle of October. Mm-hmm. But latest the latest end
1: of October. Terence Diarise, mm. middle of it, to make sure he no. has the things he needs. Eh, but is recorded, <laughs> right? <laughs> I want to look at some of the WhatsApp messages that are coming through. One says, "Um, chef, awesome chef you have there. I love him as he is able to cook more than enough food for a do. Unlike other chefs where the food is strictly made for a specific number of people, Genghis understands. Regards, Hope, Tira. Wow, thank you, boss. <laughs> and then Bibi says, Hi did the guest chef say that you don't warm meat you don't warm your food as in meat? That's from Bibi. Is that what you said? That you shouldn't no, heat no. up so your meat? You,
2: when you're eating leftovers or cook food that's been pre cooked, you need to heat it up to the right temperature.
1: So what is that temperature?
2: Between sixty five and seventy degrees.
1: So it has to get piping hot to kill yes. bacteria. bacteria.
2: Bacteria doesn't die in the fridge. Yes And in the freezer It doesn't die
1: So how should we be Storing our food better It's
2: You have to store it In the fridge Because the bacteria Doesn't grow that fast Yes But when it hits A warm temperature It's like tripling So if I can explain yes. it, In the fridge It's probably growing Times one Yes Outside the fridge When it's warm It's probably growing Times hundred
1: So would you What would you recommend Just in terms of Like for me I don't do restaurant Leftovers longer than on day two of it being in the fridge, I say it's done. Should that be a general rule? Because with home-cooked food, for some reason, we keep it longer in the fridge. It depends on how long you store it. And especially restaurant food, it's also freshly
2: cooked. It's freshly cooked onto your plate. If you don't drive around with it in your boot all day and then put it in the fridge. Yes. But yes. if it's going straight into the fridge, you just need to know when the food is off.
1: All right, you can find Hotel Sky on the socials at Hotel Sky SN. Of course, you're checking for the Santon Branch, and that's where you'll be able to enjoy the food of head chef at Hotel Sky Santon, Chef Genghis, and you can try out some of the delicious things he's been speaking about. But we're holding him to this mid-October. We've got a deal, now. Terence? Three-way um, deal. Um, a <laughs> three-way <laughs> deal. It's just after one thirty.